real funky, right? Real funky. So welcome. Uh, this is Mills the Virgo. Uh, this is Mills uh, speaks. Welcome. Listen, there should be no surprise. Obviously, you guys saw the um, title of the episode, so. I'm not even going to do any of my normal pleasantries, all of that good stuff. I like you guys a lot um, for um, putting up with my Beyonce um, thing, okay? I, I like the fact that um, you guys just uh, just deal. And, and thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to say I love it because I low-key don't understand how you can't feel the same way I do. But I, I understand. Um, I understand. So, but anyway... But nah, um, but I did want to talk, touch on a few other things that happened throughout the week. Um, I do hope that uh, you guys had a good week um, from last week. It is Saturday, um, April the 20th. It is 420. Those of you that celebrate this holiday, um, enjoy that. Okay? Um, those of you that don't, um, just enjoy Easter tomorrow. Okay? I hope if you have, like, little girls I was talking to. My friend Carrie about this earlier, but like if y'all have little girls, little boys, if y'all doing the little um, Easter program, okay, I hope y'all got the socks, the little lace socks with the little patent leather shoes. I hope, I hope that's laid out looking good. Hope the the hair is, is good. It should be, it should be done by now. It's 7:15 Saturday night. Yeah, it should be done by now. Her hair should be wrapped up. She should be in the bed by now. Um, Cause y'all gonna be up there at six o'clock in the morning. Um, but nah, I just hope that, um, hope everybody, um, has a happy Easter. Hope that y'all getting it right. Um, so this week, um, obviously you guys heard the intro. The intro is Beyonce, um, Netflix performance, um, homecoming, live album, however you want to, 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 um, to say it. That was, um, some of the the music at the beginning of it, um, I chose that part specifically because I'm a band nerd, and, um, I played the trumpet from the sixth grade all the way up to my sophomore year in, um, college at University of South Carolina, and I got to do a lot of things, travel, I got to meet people from all over the world by playing the instrument, playing the trumpet, being in and the marching band, being in the contraband, being in um, bands all the way um, through my high school career. Um, I was the drum major um, my junior and senior year of high school, so I loved that. So the fact that, so I already loved the music in the first place because, you know, I, I'm a horns girl, so I love all the horns. I love the, um, I love the sousaphones, I love the trombones, I love the trumpets, of course. I love all the horns, okay? And that's pretty much what she had up there, um, on the pyramid of folks that was up there with the dancers, the background singers, the string, the string instruments, the band instruments, the live instruments with the, um, guitars and the the drums was probably behind, you know what I'm saying, because I could kind of hear, but then they had the um, marching band drums up top too, so they was kind of playing, you know, part of it too, so, I mean, the music was primary for me, um, 
it was like 1A, 1B, because 1A was the music, but 1B is obviously Beyonce. Um, so I'm going to get into that in a, in a little bit. I want to talk about the things um, that kind of happened last week, so I did notice if, if y'all was paying attention in the news, y'all saw that um, Notre Dame burned up. They said they were doing some sort of... Um, they said they were doing some kind of renovations on the on the thing, and I mean, what kind of renovations? Who who's in charge? You're fired, Liter- literally. Um, but I I feel bad about that. That's horrible. I did notice that there was a bunch of um, people, billionaires, who kind of cleaned up, um, who kind of donated money, and it was like six hundred million dollars. I did see that six hundred million dollars. You guys donated to um, taking care of Notre Dame. Six hundred million dollars. When I think. I think the number for for Flint was like what fifty three million fifty. It was under a hundred million dollars. That's what I do know. So they could. I mean, I don't know. I just I just think that's bugged out. I think that it's dope of everybody to feel how they feel, and you can donate your money where you want to donate it. That's not a big deal, I guess. But it just seems like there's more pressing things to donate your money and if you can just donate that kind of money why couldn't you donate money to take care of the flint michigan the people haven't had clear clean water since 2012 like i don't even understand how this is still a thing we're supposed to be the greatest country in america so that's the thing that that boggles my mind so i mean shout out to the people who really wanted to make sure notre dame got got right but i mean i mean damn i mean do we give a fuck about you know do we give a fuck about people or just you know stuff i think the the french i think they i think they got it i think they got it under control i don't think they need that type of assistance and it's really nice that they wanted to donate it i guess but i don't know it just seems like their money could be better spent right here in america cleaning up a few things um you know i'm pretty sure Puerto Rico could use some of that money, too. They might not even need tens of millions. I mean, if, I think if you donated a few million, I think that would go a very long way for them down there. But, you know, who am I? I'm just I'm just a podcaster in South Carolina. So, hey, what are you going to do? Um, but also, y'all's, um, y'all's um, president, 45, um, came in with the comments like he was a real president. But then he ended it being real ridiculous. He was just like, at the end of his tweet, he was just like, it's sad that it's burning. How about, you know, we drop some, um, how about we drop some, some, um, fly some, some water over it and drop it in there. And then the people, I think, I guess the people that was in charge of, um, the people that was in charge of, you know, putting the fire out and making sure that all of the stuff was structurally sound once the fire was put out. Um, was basically like dropping water in there would make the, the structure, you know, weaken the structure basically and make it less less sound and that would pretty much ruin the, you know, the whole building. And it's like, damn, Don, come on. Damn, Don, you being real just always terrible? But anyway, he, uh, he, he obviously didn't know that. Clearly he didn't know that. He doesn't know shit, so obviously he wouldn't know that, so... I'm not gonna hold that all the way against him, but at the same time, he just needs to get his life together. He could, he can make a comment about this shit here, but he can't talk about the goddamn white supremacists down in Charlottesville. He can't talk about this ridiculous shit going on, these church fires that's happening right here in South Carolina. I mean, excuse me, right here in the United States, I think down in Louisiana. Like, I mean, just, just search, just shut your ass up. Just, 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 just hush. Just hush. Jesus, be a fence. Trying to see, what else did I have written down for the shenanigans? 
Oh, oh, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Listen, Tiger won the Masters, y'all. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. When I saw it, um, I think I woke up, and whatever day he won it, and I was like, oh, shit, Tiger won. You know, I didn't believe it because, you know, he had like 100 back surgeries. He had some back fusions, you know what I'm saying? So his back's not even 100%, y'all. Like, he just, he won, and hopefully he can keep winning, um, and hopefully... Hopefully he'll his back will hold up for him, but eventually his back will go out and he won't have another surgery and it'll be a struggle. But hopefully that's a long time from now. And thank God for him being able to come through with the comeback. I mean, I, y'all, I think y'all kind of get my vibe. I'm completely here for a comeback. I mean, listen, we all fuck up. We really do. We all fuck up somehow, some way. And most of us get to fuck up in the privacy of our own home, okay? Most of us. Um, those of us that don't are celebrities, and they get to fuck up in front of everybody, and then everybody gets to have an opinion, you know? So, I don't know. It's amazing. I'm just glad that he was able to get physically right, because I think once he could get physically right, he was straight. I don't think it was a mental thing ever. So, I'm glad for that. Um... Let's see. What else I had? Oh, I had written down here that there's this, um, Disney announced their streaming service. I mean, I knew that the um, streaming service was coming in the first place because I've been waiting on this for a few years now. Um, I knew that they were going to do this and take all of their stuff off of, um, you know, like Netflix and Hulu and all of them places that you got the Marvel shows and the Marvel movies and all of that kind of stuff, and Disney shows and movies and things like that, they're going to move all of that shit over to the Disney streaming service. I think it's going to be called Disney Plus or some shit like that. And I think it's only going to be like 4 or five ninety nine. I didn't see, I didn't. I, I heard on another podcast they were saying like 8 or $9. I didn't see that anywhere. I saw 4 or five ninety nine. I can't remember which one. Um, but so, you know, just take my fucking money, okay? Just take my money. I mean, of course I'm going to pay that. Of course I'm going to pay that. I mean, add that to the list. <sighs> add that to the list of subscriptions and shows and shit. Like, I think I, I'm i good on CBS Access. I know I said earlier in another episode that I, they're probably going to end up taking my money. But I found a way to just watch the shows that I like. Um, so I'm good on that. I don't even need I don't even need that. So I'm good. Um, but, but, yeah. So, I mean... I don't know. They, I think they said that it's supposed to launch in the fall of 2019. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a while. So, it's no need in getting excited right now. But, it'll be interesting how long all of those Marvel movies are going to be on. Um, are going to be on. Um, are going to be on, like, Netflix and Hulu and... Um, any other streaming service that you have where you don't have to pay for it. I think I have some on Amazon. I think it's some movies that, that we can watch. That's on Amazon. So, yeah. So, I'm excited for that. Um, I have written down here T.I. versus Kodak Black. Um, so I was having a conversation with, uh, with Carrie and we were talking about this and I was telling her how disappointed I was in T.I. with this Kodak Black song 
and then now Kodak Black has come back and and made a song too. And you know the situation has gotten out of control at this point. Nipsey Hussle has been ma- has been buried. He's been in the he's been in the ground for one week now. We need to just calm down, get out of our feelings, and just relax. And I just feel like that's the problem right now that Ti. Uh, kind of instigated this whole situation and could have deaded this. It doesn't have to be. It didn't have to be any of this shit. Like I don't even understand why it's it's like this. Um, why why am I talking about this on multiple episodes, right? So um, so you know, basically what ended up happening. I think I said on the last episode that Ti made a song about the situation, basically talking to Kodak Black and stuff, and so I knew once the song was made or whatever, I was like, this is not anything good, this is not going to, this is not the move, you know what I'm saying, because at this point now, if you're in a, in a, a war of words with somebody, okay, and they keep, like, poking you, they keep, they keep telling you what you should be doing, and they should—they keep kind of jabbing at you. Eventually, you're going to have something to say, and this back and forth is all T.I.'s fault, in my view, because he didn't have to make this song. So now Kodak Black has decided to make a song, and he has said some disrespectful things as well about T.I.'s child. And I saw, and a friend of mine was like, "Well, that's not Carrie," but another friend of mine was like, "Well, that's just kind of, you know, out of." out of bounds and I was like no it's not because T.I. decided to take it to music take it to a track take it to whatever he was trying to do I said and it wasn't necessary because all he had to do in the first place was pick the phone up and call that boy and say hey man that ain't the move that's all he had to do in the first place so I'm like bugged out that that anybody feels like Kodak Black is more to blame here because to me he's always been an idiot He's always been inappropriate. He's always been disrespectful. He's always been all of those things. So I don't have a high opinion of Kodak Black. But I do have a high opinion of T.I. And he's supposed to, uh, you know, be for the people. He's supposed to have changed and kind of elevated himself, matured a bit. But, I mean, I'm failing to see that in this situation. Especially when he, you know, reacted the way that he has. And I get it. Like I told Carrie, I get it. I know that people feel the way that they feel, especially when they lose somebody close to them. I mean, I think him and um, him and Nipsey and Lauren Hunter and Lauren uh, London were uh, good friends, so I understand all of that. I get all of that. But all I'm saying is, is that we need to be smarter about this situation because you're not talking to a man. You're not talking to a man who can discern if you're being an asshole or not. You're talking to a child who feels like he's being played in front of the the world because you wouldn't pick the phone up and call him like a man. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just feel like if he want to be big bro, he want to be able to tell people not to do this, not to do that, let's unify, let's do this, that, 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 that. He needs to be able to communicate with people a little bit better. So, I mean, I'm hoping that T.I. can learn from this and um, just understand. Again, there's, you know, it's an old proverb, but I think Jay-Z has a lyric. And lots of people have been able to say it in various, you know, in various ways. But, my, you know, I'll just use it and say it. You know, don't argue with a fool because people from a distance can't see who's who. They have no idea who's who. So why would you go back and forth with this boy? You know what I'm saying? 
people outside of the situation would have no idea what's going on. They just look at two idiots, you know, getting mad at each other, putting time, effort, money into making music about this bullshit instead of going and taking care of some business for their neighborhood or taking some business, taking care of business for their ham, their family or whatever. So it's just, um, it's just amazing to me that that is what we're doing. So I just wish that. They would go ahead and, and shut up. And then I saw um, a lot of comments where they were like, oh, yeah, well, he can say all of that, but he can't come at the game. He came at um, he came at T.I. like that, but he wouldn't come at the game like that. And I'm just like, well, first of all, as, as it pertains to, like, um, like, let's see, tempers, I don't know who's worse, T.I. or the game. So, I mean, they're even there, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, the game is bigger and I think he does a little boxing, so he might inflict a little more damage. But, I mean, they're both crazy, and if put in that position, they're both going to cause some damage. So, I'm not tripping over that. But my biggest issue is is that the game don't have no damn room. He don't have no room to talk about disrespect when him and Kanye were supposed to be like brothers, but then you made a song talking about how you smashed his wife. Why would you do that? All of these years, what did he do to you? Why are you mad? Why you couldn't pick the phone up and handle your business like a man? Why would you put this out on a song? Thank God that we didn't get have a chance to even hear this song. I don't even know where this song is at this point. I remember the um I remember all of the controversy about it because it wasn't just Kim K, it was also um what's the girl's name from uh, Sin, Sin from Love and Hip Hop, Joe Button's chick. Um, it's about her too, him talking about smashing her and this, that, and the other, and then Joe's, you know, it's supposed to get Joe mad or some shit. I, listen, I don't know. All I know is, is that all of that's disrespectful. So why would he get so animated about Kodak Black being disrespectful, who's always been disrespectful to, you know, I guess Nipsey Hussle and Lauren London ultimately. So I don't know. So I don't know. What I do know is is that I'm tired of talking about that and they just need to go ahead and grow the hell up. So hopefully they do that. And then the next time I talk about them, they're talking about something worth talking about. But anywho. So um that's pretty much I think all I got. Let me see. Um, I did turn, let me turn my page right quick and see. Okay, I did write down Brianna Stewart. She is a WNBA player who was playing overseas this summer, which I think is probably her main job. And then the WNBA is like her side job because they don't get paid no money. So she was playing over there and blew out her ACL. And she was the she was the finals champion last year. She was the the MVP last year. She was she was really good. You know what I'm saying? She's really good. And so she's out for the season, obviously. And um and she's just it, you know, it's it's a it's a frustrating situation because she's so good and she shouldn't have had to she shouldn't have had to you know, play Overseas, if you're in the WNBA, she should be making more than fifty-six thousand dollars a year. Like that is ridiculous. Do you know fifty-six? I got friends that make more than fifty-six thousand dollars a year. Like that's crazy, and they don't have to put any strain on their body physically. They don't have to do all of that traveling. They they go to to work at the same place, and then they basically come home, and they're making more than the WNBA player. 
So, I, I mean, something's got to be done there. I mean, I think that obviously there's there's a problem problem there. I don't know who can solve it actually. So, hopefully the NBA and the WNBA can work together and figure this out. And that girl shouldn't have had to do all that. And they damn sure should pay them more than fifty-six thousand dollars a damn year. That's ridiculous. That's really ridiculous. Okay, you can pay a half-ass. Um, that's like that sailor is like a like a half-ass operation manager job. I mean, I'm trying to think if people who make less or more than that. You know what I'm saying? Just people who don't even have aren't, aren't even qualified for their job can make more than fifty-six thousand dollars a year. So, <sighs> I digress. I'm sorry, Brianna, and I hope that you get yourself together heal and get right all right so that is pretty much all i had for other stuff right now we've entered directly into baychella and beyonce and all of that good shit so you know there's that uh so the beginning that you heard like i said that's the beginning of the show um beyonce on april 17th dropped the netflix um film and then the live album. I wasn't like these people who stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning to watch this on Netflix. But I was... I knew it would be up there on the 17th. I knew... I felt fairly confident that if I went to sleep um, and then woke up, it would be there. Like, literally, when you, they drop stuff on Netflix, it doesn't go anywhere. So I didn't have to see it right then and there. Um, so I waited... I waited until I woke up like a maniac at like 5 o'clock in the morning and started the movie. Um, I had already slept. You're welcome. Uh, so I definitely watched it. Um, was interrupted a bit with the dog walking and all that stuff. But, you know, I say, you know, say all of that to say this. I watched it, finished it up that afternoon and remembered, you know, the pieces that I did see when it happened last year. Because I didn't see the whole thing last year. I only caught, like, the last bit of it, and then I realized what the hell it was, and I was, like, pissed off that I didn't see the beginning, and it was just a lot. So, um, I think I tried to watch a video on some website one time, and it just, I just couldn't watch it, so it's fine. Um, so it was cool. It was almost like watching it again for the first time, but not because I knew what to expect a bit, and it was nice remembering certain things, and then, of course, nice seeing new stuff for the first time. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. Um, I watched, obviously, the movie, like I said, um, a bit of it, um, that morning, and then I went to work, and then I listened to the live album, which is basically the movie, but just without the, you know, video. Um, I mean, magnificent. I mean, what are you gonna do? Magnificent. Um, I, I truly enjoyed each bit of it. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, one is better than the other for me. I, I could listen to it and just do my work. And then watching it is dope because seeing the, um, seeing the dancers, seeing the majorettes, seeing the dance squad, you know what I'm saying? Seeing all of that stuff, um, the choreography, um, you know, the, the costumes, all of that stuff. Um, it was really exciting to see, and then the background stuff, like the interview that she had, and then the, the, um, you know, the footage of her and the kids, and, you know, her in rehearsal, and all that stuff, that stuff is golden, because obviously we never get a chance to see that stuff, and honestly, it humanizes Beyonce for a lot of people, and myself included, because, you know, I don't look at her as any type of 
um, deity at all. I think a lot of people get flack for that who love Beyonce. I think people go, what do you think, Beyonce's God or something? And I, I mean, people are so stupid. It's like, no, we don't we don't think she's God. That's, that's crazy. That's blasphemous, actually. So, so no. Um, no, um, but, but what it is is I, myself, am a, um, I'm a process person. Um, I love looking at a process and fixing it, okay? I love people bringing me a problem and me being able to figure it out so that there's not a problem anymore, okay? I love that process improvement, okay? Um, I can appreciate also things that are built from nothing. So that's basically what it is with processes. You look at what is being done and there's literally no way to, you know, nobody has documented, nobody has, you know, massaged this into anything. It just is. And then you create it and then it's a machine now, you know? So I, I enjoy that part. It's a very analytical aspect of my personality. It's a Virgo thing. Beyonce is also a Virgo. Okay? She, obviously, you guys saw a lot of Virgo in this episode because she's a complete control freak. She didn't have no idea why the people didn't understand what she said. She told you as already. I totally understood what she was saying. Obviously, a lot of people did. But it's like, you saw her being the boss that she says she is. You saw her taking the lead on uh, the show and saying, listen, it feels right, but it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. Let's get it right, you know? Um, and like she said, nobody has time for all that talking. I personally hate all that talking. I'm all, I'm all about action. Why haven't you gotten it done yet? Why are we still talking about it? Let's get it done. What we've said already is clear. Let's go get it done. Let's complain about it after we've gotten it done. Okay? You know? So, I don't know. I really appreciated seeing that it humanized Beyonce for me. And then, obviously, there's the obvious parts that humanize Beyonce. Those were the parts where she was um, just out of, you know, having the, the, the baby, the twins. First uh, rehearsal since having the kids. <laughs> she was unashamed, right? She was, she was big. You know, she had to lose the weight. She had to relearn steps. She had to relearn her body. Trust the body. This was a new body. This is a normal, you know, choreo- You know, taking this choreography and learning this stuff body. This was the, I've just had two babies. I'm struggling right now. I've been, I've been kind of laying at the house. I've been kind of just doing this. I've been doing that. And now I'm trying to throw my body back into you know, dance mode and being creative and that just didn't work. So it was dope in the movie to see her talk about that. Talk about how she didn't really feel like she wanted to do it anymore. So that's cool. I I enjoyed all of that stuff. Obviously I was more enamored with the show itself. Um so so yeah let's let's just let's just go through it. Okay, so, um, so, the intro you heard already, I think probably is the best damn intro in the, um, world, honestly. (laughs) Um, 
I think it's the best. Um, I think the the whole notion um, with again with the band, it's it's not just the band. It's not. It's the whole aura. The aura felt entirely black. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's it's everything felt like it was extremely comfortable for me. I was like feeling the vibes. I was feeling the the um, the transitions from the um, from the band stuff, you know, marching band stuff to you know into them playing actual Beyonce Jay Z songs into actually you know Beyonce performing with the band and stuff. It's a different. You got a different uh, vibe and swag when you when you put live instruments into a performance period. And then when you add the element of a marching band into it. So with Lose My Breath was always my favorite Destiny's Child song simply because of the band. Simply because of the drumline. I've always been in love with drumlines. Um, love the movie Drumline. Um, always wanted to play the drums but never really had an opportunity. Always just played the trumpet which was fine. Um, I I, um, I really enjoyed it. I just... I. <laughs> It just made it, it was everything for me. It was everything for me. Um, I liked how they had um, similar outfits the first and the second week because I think the first week was streamed on YouTube, but the second week wasn't, which was probably part of the agreement with this whole, you know, Coachella and Netflix, you know, rights and all that stuff that ne- that Beyonce negotiated. Um, so. Um, she mixed it, she makes both performances in very well, in my opinion. Um, a lot of stuff happened in the second, I guess, second week. Um, they have a lot of clips from the second week, more so than the first week, but once you really pay attention to it, it is kind of a, um, it is kind of equal, honestly. I don't think it's one more than the other, but I think the performances where I absolutely remember um, things in the yellow, I think they, they hit me with the pink and I was like, wait a minute. But, um, but I like the way I have it playing now. I'm watching the part where they're doing the party song and the young lady is, uh, is doing the, uh, she's, she's doing the batons and, um, that's the dopest part to me, um, for that section. Um, so they're doing mixes in from the first and second um, weeks, which is kind of dope. So um, the horn line, the horn line is just amazing. At the beginning of this, um, they're playing Family Feud, which I think is I included in the beginning of the, um, or throughout this episode, Family Feud, um, which is a Jay-Z song actually featuring Beyonce off the 444 album. Um, they play that, and the horn section on that is just crazy. I mean... And it's all in the high register. And I was telling Carrie just now today, I was like, listen, I don't even think I could make it through a C scale, which is basically, you know, the, you know, a mid range scale um, that you learn when you first learn <laughs> the trumpet or not learn how to play an instrument. And um, I, I feel like I'd blow my lips out immediately. It's just been so long. Um, so I, I, I love the horn line. I, I just was enamored with that and if you guys have watched the dvd at minute four okay just at minute four, minute four the young black girl is me she is you she is all of us that have watched 
all the part of Beyonce's show up until that point, which literally was four minutes. Um, I think that's the moment where Beyonce was actually revealed and came out onto the stage. Um, and so, and it was a big moment because of the lights and everything, and it's Beyonce. So she was just sitting there with her mouth just gapped open, and she just looked so amazed at life at that point. And it was, it's very telling. So I, you know, shout out to that girl who got that, um, got these memes all over the um, internet now. Um, let's see, the crowd, the crowd seems way more, way more lit than I remember them being, which leads me to believe that the second week was probably way more lit, and then they had more crowd shots than they had in the first week, because they didn't really show the crowd like that, when, um, from the Coachella perspective, Beyonce had her own cameras there, so they had lots of crowd shots, so... I think that was important. Um, let me see. I think it starts with Crazy in Love, which which is a good song, of course, featuring Jay-Z. Um, I think that's their first song that they ever did, which I thought was interesting that he didn't come out and do that song. He did come out eventually, but I thought that was interesting that they would start with that song. But that song goes hard, and then they mix in Back That Ass Up in there. And then they have a little bit of a step show in the middle. So, it works. I ain't tripping on that. Um, they go into um, Freedom. But before Freedom, they they, they do a little... a little um, They do a little something to fuck the mother niggas on, um, right before Freedom. So, the transition from that song to Freedom was kind of uh, apropos. Because... Um, it just was. Um, and then you also have to, to watch it to, to ingest it to understand, I think. Um, but throughout the episode, I guess she had tons and tons of great quotes um, from, you know, various uh, various artists, very, various po- poems, um, and various poets. Because some of the quotes were from actual poems, I think. Um... It was. They were great. I think I just looked at one just now. I can't remember what it said, but I just saw it up on the screen. Um, one of them is "You can't be what you what you can't see," um, which is really dope. I think, and which is why representation is so important. Um, just like you know, we talked about with hidden figures. You know, we talked about in Black Panther with Shuri as you know the engineer and inventing and creating. You know. Um, it was important to see that type of representation for our young black girls to be able to know that, yeah, you can go join the STEM project, you know, po- you know, programs. You can go and learn the, you know, the sciences and try to build things. It's not just a boys, you know, thing. It's not just a, you know, white people thing. This is for everybody, and you are smart enough to do it. And it's great to see examples. Now, you, you know, they can say, hey, remember from such and such from, you know, you know, such and such, you know, from NASA, you know, all of these things, you have all these options, so it's really great, um, so I love that quote, I do love that quote, she, um, she had a few more in there, obviously, I just don't remember those, that's the one that stands out to me, though, um, so, let's see, so when she moved into the Sorry song, which is one of my favorite songs, you know, of course, we all love Sorry because of the Becky with the good hair at the end, obviously. The song itself is, is pretty dope. I enjoy it. Um, but I, I realized that 
I realize that there's a part in there where she goes, nigga, no, right? And so they had the camera on the, the crowd, and one, it, it was like a little white kid sitting right there, and he was just jamming, he was just jamming, eh, sorry, I ain't sorry, just jamming. And I was waiting on the camera to just sit there to see if he said, nigga, no, right? But the camera moved. I said, come on, nigga, no. So, um, it's all good. It was funny to me. But, um, but no, I, I, I just, I love that. The, the second verse is so disrespectful when she gets to singing, singing all high and shit. It's, it's so disrespectful. It was disrespectful in the first place, but it's just the way it's performed. It's so disrespectful, um, and I just hope that Jay-Z get his life together. Um, <laughs> I love that she mixed in me, myself, and I in there, too, because I never even liked that song. Just keeping it real with you, but the way that it was mixed in with Sorry, I really like that that rendition. It's a few songs like that where she mixed in different stuff, and the song improved. One of them is The Love on Top. The love on top makes it so great. Like, I'm talking cookout. I'm talking, you know, we having a good time. We talk, we on the, you know, on the roof party. Like, I'm talking a good time music situation with love on top. So, um, I really love it. It's one of my favorites. I'm trying to think of another one. The um, Back That Ass Up mixes very well with Crazy in Love, which, you know, you always love because... She, Beyonce is so ill with her New Orleans connections and her New Orleans stuff. I, I stand for all of her, all of her shout outs to New Orleans. I think she does it all the time because her mother is from there. And then, um, and then of course, she's got the respect of the Houston rappers and the New Orleans rappers. So, I mean, and that, that's important because... She's got the ability to move into those spaces creatively, be able to bring out the best of that that genre, in my view. Because I'm here to tell you right now, the I've Been On song, I have no idea what song this was. I didn't pay attention to that song at all, ever. It was never released on anything. I think um, I think a friend of mine found it on some mixtape. And it had some other people on it. And it made sense. The people that was on it, I think it was Bun B and Slim Thug and a few other people. A few other Houston rappers. Which made sense. But I literally had never heard it before. So, she performed the Bow Down song, which I had heard before. And, um... Bow Down is a whole fucking vibe, too. Like, it's just... It's the biggest fuck you in the world. Like, I'm the shit. You are not. Get out of my face, please. Or just bow down. Okay? Um, do both. Get out. Get out. Um, so, I love it. But the I've Been On song is totally Houston. It's chopped and screwed. The mic is changed up. She sounds so, uh, country. Um the chopped and screwed voice cause, so it's a deep voice it's not even regular Beyonce stuff um, which is cool with me I don't mind shit I don't mind that at all um, trying to see what else we got so shout out to her for always repping Houston always repping New Orleans always just 
just just loving each each area and making sure that she can go there creatively, musically, all of that. Um, let's see. I loved how in the videos, like um, Blue, Blue was doing like the choreography, and she was like there watching them do the choreography. Like I loved how all of that was happening. I feel like Blue um, is probably going to be the next the next version. You did y'all see how like LeBron's son Bronny? It's like I think he's only 15 or 16 years old, but it's like you can clearly see. That he's gonna be fantastic. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, especially now that it's already been defined what's great, you know, for this generation. You know, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, at a lesser degree, or in my in my view, at a higher degree, Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade, all of these players, Russell Westbrook, all of these players, you can determine, okay, these are the good players, these are the fantastic players, these are the suck-ass players, all of that kind of stuff. So, you can clearly see that LeBron's kid is going to be fantastic, clearly. I want to say the same exact thing about Blue. You can clearly see that she's going to be fantastic at everything. She's not even just... It's not just going to be the fact that she can she can pick choreography up already so clear. It's not, it's not the fact that she already has a voice. It's not the fact that she's already freestyled and, and rapped on Jay-Z's album already. It's not even the fact that her parents have been so smart and so helpful in her life already that they've already put her on four albums if i'm not mistaken he was she was on the first she was on the um magna carta album when when they first had blue i think jay-z went ran and made a song and put her put that song on the album so that she'll always have the you know royalties from the albums so the that album it was the beyonce album when she did the actual song blue so now she'll always get those royalties. Then it was the 444 album where she was freestyling my nigga. Okay. And then there was uh, now the Homecoming Live album where she sing and lift every voice and sing. Um, as her mother is feeding her the lyrics, she's singing it with the, with the runs and the voice and the throat and the fantasticness and just so into it, so into it that she wanted to do more. If that was me, I'd be like, listen, child, we already did that. Go ahead and go play. But here go Beyonce. Well, come on, they go ahead. You know? Listen, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Come on. Um, but nah, I, I really appreciated that moment because clearly that's her thing. Clearly she's gonna foster the passions. So, I appreciate that. Um, let me see. Drunken Love. So y'all, y'all seen Drunken Love, and so those that know me, and I feel like I might have mentioned this before. If not, I'm sorry. I went to the Jay Z Beyonce On the Run tour, um, two, On the Run two tour, um, back in August of 2018. Okay, fantastic day, fantastic evening, horrible next day because we went to work like maniacs. Me and Rachel, um, Carrie was smart. She didn't. She took the day off, but um, we did not. We were not smart. Um, we went to work and tried to suffer through, and we we got through it. But I mean, we were dead. We were truly dead. But anyway, um, 
Beyonce did this drunken love thing. She did drunken love up on the crane. And I remember being mad at it the first time. I remember being mad in August. Like, what is she doing on the crane? Number one. That's number one. Number two... I would want, I really wanted Jay-Z and Beyonce to do Drunken Love together in such a way that the video was. Like, they were kind of vibing with one another. No, she was all the way up on the crane. He coming out when it's time for him to rap. I'm like, man, what is happening here? So I was mad from that perspective. And then I was mad, again, what is she doing on this crane? And I don't remember her having these harnesses like she did on the DVD or on the Netflix thing. I'm glad she had the harnesses because, again, nobody has time for no problems, no accidents. And, you know, it being on TV and, oh, my God, did you see her fall? What happened? It looks like it did this happen. See here? Nobody's got time for that, B. Stay on the ground, please. Stay on the ground. Get these cranes out of here. So, um, she did that. And then she had to come down from the crane again. If this crank wasn't even in this equation, the transition could have been smoother. But whatever. But she came down from the crane, and then she had to come and do the swag surf part when she's talking about the surfboard, you know, in the middle of the song, which is cool. The swag surf part is so dope because I've seen it on so many um, different campuses. I've never even been a part of one, which I'm pretty okay with, honestly. Um, but I, um, I like seeing it. I like seeing... The camaraderie, I like seeing the, the pure joy um, and all of that. I mean, it's just great. So if you've never seen it before, just hit YouTube up and just type in Swag Surf and you'll see a lot of colleges and kids just doing it. And so she did that during the show. Um, but again, if she just would have um, just stayed off that crane, you know, there's that. So, um, so anyway, for me, I had so many different levels why this was so good for me um from the band nerd level and the band the band nerd in me loved every bit of the choreography loved every bit of how crisp everything was you guys saw when she came down the stairs you see the hands from the um from the band members that had to it was like a four count maybe it was a more like a six count if you pay attention to it it was kind of like a six count thing where the hand went out and then she had to hold the hand and then once she passed the hand stayed out for a bit then it went back in i want to say it was like a six count deal so but i mean they had to practice that that had to be precise and that was on both sides um so i really appreciated that from a band perspective because that's something that you have to learn um I appreciated it from a band perspective for, for the, like I said, the horns before. Um, I appreciated the um, the strings. Um, I loved, of course, the background singers were in the mix of all of it. Um, the dancers, the crumpers, all of that stuff. Everything takes, everything takes time. Everything takes work. I can appreciate it because being in a marching band, you have the band, you've got the color guard, you've got the dance squad. You've got the pit. You know, you've got the percussion. Um, you know, like the drum line themselves. They're separate from the band. You know, they've, you know they, you've got all of these th- these different moving parts. And basically, everybody's got to work together. It's one band, one sound, always. So, the band nerd to me loved the precision. The work. I loved all of that. Okay? The woman in me loved the fact that Beyonce could just be great. 
after not even wanting to do it. Be great after struggling with them babies and that delivery. Okay? Be great with just wanting to be with her kids. Not even really wanting to be away from them. You know? This, it's not even... I don't think it had nothing to do with the show. It could have been anything. It could have been going to do a TV show for, you know, muffin pans. She wouldn't want to do that. She'd rather be with her kids. You know? So, um... So, yeah, the woman in me really appreciated her ability to push. Her ability to, by any means, make it happen. I can always appreciate that. Always. The 35-plus-year-old woman in me could appreciate the fact that she had to get right, get that body right. And she sacrificed her dairy, her fats, her sugars... Her meats, her fish, her, um, her, um, what else, man? Everything. I think the only thing she could eat was fruits and vegetables and drink water. Jesus. And, um, I could appreciate that as she got into her suit. It's doable. It's 100% doable. And this isn't even really just for 35 over. But I feel like your metabolism changes up once you hit 30. And then when you get to 35 like me, it becomes very hard to kind of, you know, get it off and, and keep it off. It's not even about getting it off. It's all about keeping it off, too. So that's a struggle. So, um, so you know, I think from a black woman perspective, it made me feel proud because so many different levels, you know, the, the, the business deal itself. For $60 million, Beyonce has a three-project Netflix deal. And everybody was tripping over this $4 million that she got from Netflix and this $8 million that Ariana Grande got for Netflix. I mean, not for Netflix, for Coachella. Coachella, uh, if Ariana Grande got $8 million, Beyonce only got 4 all of these things. It's basically come out that Beyonce... Um, Beyonce negotiated her money. Um, I did see a a thing where they got paid the same amount, but here's the deal. Beyonce negotiated the money. She also negotiated having um, the rights to the performance, rights to the videos, all of that stuff. Turns around, adds her own stuff to it, and then sells it to Netflix for for $60 million. So this is one of three... So that one was like $20 million. $24 million if you add the $4 million from Coachella, then the $20 million from Netflix. So who's really winning and who's really losing? You feel me? So as a black woman, I really appreciate that because you already know that you get paid less. You get looked at to do less. So it's great that she's fantastic and got paid the right way. End of story. Um, I also appreciated... For, as a black woman that she made sure that she paid homage to, you know, the communities that make us great and that accept us and that foster us and make us, um, rem- remind us of ourselves, um, which would be the HBCUs, which would be the, um, you know, the Southern schools, lots of schools that only black people could go to because those were the only schools that was accepting black people. 
you know, back in the day. So it's 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 great that she paid homage to those those schools in those um, situations. I don't know how many kids are going to go ahead and, and see this and then apply to all of these HBCUs. It's going to be fantastic. They're going to have such a boom. They're going to have to get new dorms. They're going to have to update all. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be great. Um, so I just see that I see that boost coming. So this does more for the people than give them something to bounce their ass to. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's what's up. The fan in me, the fan in me, basically fans out at anything Beyonce does, um, simply because I think that she's great. I think all Virgos are great, so that includes her and Kobe Bryant. Those are my two favorite Virgos, um, outside of myself. And, um... (laughs) I I respect both of them because they go hard in the paint. They don't give a fuck about what you think. And they want to make sure that they get what's owed to them. Always. Never shortchanging. They're going to never cheat you. So you better never cheat them. And I can always appreciate that. Because I see that. I see the world the same way. Um, so, so, you know, the fan of me appreciates that. That she never cheats. She never cheats the game. She never cheats the performance. She never cheats the, the show. You know, never half-ass. Always the full energy, always. So the fan of me was extremely happy. Um, I don't know why I wrote down the Nipsey in me. I feel like I wanted to to make that a uh, um, every episode thing. So I might have to think about that a little bit later. Uh, but but yeah, I don't know. It's fantastic though. Um, the Nipsey in me. What the, what could the Nipsey in me mean? I need to write down more. I, obviously, I forget. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I wrote down. I love the show. I love everything that happened with the music. And um, I think on the the actual live album, there's two songs on there. The I've Been On song which was on there too. But then there was another one where... Um, there's another song on there where she covered Never Let You Go. Um, with amazing... Frankie Beverly, it's a uh, fantastic song, fantastic song, okay, um, great cover, um, like my boy from, uh, The Reed said, DJs, y'all got approximately three months or so before the summer cookouts her- happen, all of these things start, um, actually, you actually only have about a month, you only have a month to get it together, in my view, because you got, um, the cookouts for the, uh, graduations coming up. Um, so yeah, you don't have that much time. You don't have that much time. The family reunion starting in June and July though, so, you know, that's what they're really talking about. But you don't have that much time. Make sure you have the mixes together. Make sure you have Beyonce mixed in with Frankie Beverly and Maze, okay? We need both. Fantastic goddamn mix. Then we need you to mix Candy in with the song too, because Candy is also mixed up into Beyonce's mix. So it's fantastic. We love it, okay? We approve, and we allow it. Okay? We will allow it. And not everybody gets the we will allow it, because obviously those songs are coveted. Maze and Frankie Beverly are coveted. You, nobody nobody needs to redo any of that. Nobody. Nobody. So, we approve of Beyonce. We do. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's, that's pretty much all I had today, guys. I honestly um, am about to watch some football, I guess. Um, I, I got the, the, 
the show playing in the background here, so I don't know what part is that. Let me see. Oh, is that the Jamaican part where she's doing all this other stuff? She got the big girls out here dancing with her. It's a trip. So yeah, y'all take a look at it on if you got Netflix. It'll be great for you. It's a nice two. It's a solid two hour. Let me pause it right quick and see. It's a solid two hour and fifteen minutes. I think. Um, I know it's over two hours. Um, might be five or fifteen minutes. I'm not hundred percent sure. But either way it goes, it's over two hours. So invest yourself two and a half hours to sit and watch this. You won't be disappointed. Um, those of you that know the music and love the music, you'll just be excited. Those of you that don't know, it'll be interesting. So, either way, take a look at it. Uh, and let me know what you think. Certainly. Um, hit me up at, um, Mills Virgo on Twitter. At Speaks um, on Instagram. Okay. Um, also, we're on just about all of the streaming services. Um, again, if somebody has suggested this show to you, you're what you're listening on some other, you know, streaming service, but you you know listen to another one. Let me know. I'll get my stuff on there. I'll get it right. Just drop me a DM on at Mill Speaks M I L L Z S P A E A K Z at Instagram, and then I will I'll get it on there. Um, so let's just, let's bring up the beat, bring up the beat, as usual, enjoy this, have a fantastic weekend, and a happy Easter. Holla!